And welcome back to day four of FreightWaves Global Supply Chain Week. We're talking all about the automotive supply chain today. And there's not a better person here than Teclo Garcia. He's an economic de development director at the city of Laredo. We all know that, that Laredo is by far the largest inland port in the United States. We talk about other port congestions, mostly ocean, maritime, Long Beach, in uh, and, and L.A., but let's take a, a pulse of what's happening in Laredo, and, and certainly that is a big automotive uh, transit point, uh, both southbound and northbound in and out of Mexico. Thank you again, uh, uh, Teclo, for joining us today. Kevin, as always, thanks for having me. Love having these talks with you. It's really exciting times here along the border uh, in regards to trade. We're really appreciative of you to uh, you know, give us a spotlight for a little bit. It's our pleasure as well, Teclo. So approximately 4,400,000 trucks cross the border every year in Laredo, Texas. Uh, a lot of the vast majority is in the auto gang, in the auto supply chain. Uh, do you have any numbers to, uh, to break down for us? Yeah, in fact, Kevin, um, the, uh, you know, one of the one of the rules of being on a, on one of these shows is never correct the host, right? Uh, but but uh, let, let me just say that we we just got the numbers in uh, from uh, USCBP and then our own uh, bridge uh, bridge uh, administration here at Laredo, and we're up to 5.1 million trucks crossed our bridges in 2021. And I, I and I bring that up just to uh, accentuate how busy. Um, it's been, and and I don't think we're, we're we're unique in that we got we have such large traffic numbers. But I think El Paso's up, and Brownsville's up, and and Nogales is and Ote Mesa, and all those all those ports. I think they're up as well. But we did over five uh, million trucks, um, and no, and in November, Kevin, just you know, as leading up to the Black Friday and and uh, and Christmas rush season, there were several days uh, that we saw over ten thousand trucks. Uh, or actually, pardon me, over 20,000 trucks per day uh, crossing our, our, our bridges uh, in, in that mad dash, you know, to, to, for, for those holidays and, and being part of that supply chain. So we're definitely seeing the numbers uh, continue to grow. Um, and despite COVID and despite driver shortages and, 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 and so forth, we continue to see the numbers uh, pick up. And for those that, that don't realize how, how large of a game Laredo plays in, in importing and exporting in the U.S., I mean, Laredo itself is home, and I, I got this from Port Laredo's website, so they might have grown since then, just like the truck counts. Uh, so you can correct me if, if I'm wrong, definitely. Um, 251 freight forwarders, 656 trucking and transportation companies, and 120 U.S. customers brokers right there packed into Laredo along Mines Road, a lot of them. And um, and how many bridges, two uh, international trade bridges right now uh, with expansions on the way? We, we hear a lot about, about the Port of LA, Long Beach, uh, other ports and the congestion, the ships. Uh, you know, as Inland Port, what steps have the Port of Laredo been taking to to just kind of minimize those bottlenecks that with this increase in traffic. You know, it is a challenge, no doubt. Um, um, no, a couple of top priorities for us is to always make sure that we're, um, you know, we're working hand in hand with our federal partners. Uh, you know, as fast as they can inspect vehicles, it's just how good the, the port works. And so we 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 are 
constant communication with them um, and then the, their leadership in DC to, to uh, try and ensure that they have the right resources uh, along, the, along the border to inspect um, and move goods along. You know, secondly, we look at infrastructure. And uh, you know that's a big deal. You you know Mines Road, and you you know these areas, Kevin. You've been down here before, and uh, they're they're challenging. But we're working with TxDOT uh, on about eight hundred million dollars worth of in, of uh, transportation enhancements and in and around Laredo. And pr primarily, that was uh, you know that is focused on uh, truck traffic. You know, a couple of years back, uh, we um, you know we we had a couple of meetings with Tex, uh, Texas Department of Transportation leadership, uh, and a lot of their formulas for funding are usually, you know, they're based on population. And so uh, that doesn't work here. Uh, you know, we, we don't have a huge city. We're at about 300,000 people, but our traffic numbers are through the roof. So, so they saw that and, and, and they had the vision to, to, uh, to figure out how to address that and, and how to fund it. And we've been very happy. You mentioned a couple of uh, uh, expansions. Our number one priority right now for economic development in Laredo is expanding the World Trade Bridge. And that's the most trafficked bridge in the, in the country in terms of international trade. We wanna add four um, new lanes um, to the bridge uh, or put a new span to it. Uh, right now, there's, there's uh, it can handle the capacity and we've been creative um, to move more traffic to the Columbia Bridge, which is a little bit northern, uh, north part of Laredo. Um, but those are our two primarily primary uh, bridges. And we have another one underway in terms of the plans to build one on the south end of Laredo to help alleviate traffic. That's a little bit further out, um, uh, the, World Bridge, the World Trade Bridge ex, uh, ex, expansion is number one. And, and just to real quick before I end here, um, I mean, one of the things you, you, you mentioned about um, growth uh, in the ports, uh, you're, you're right, uh, for us, it's, you know, it's, um, it's auto, we do about, anywhere from 60 billion to $100 billion worth, whether it's new cars, engines, you know, auto, auto parts of all types. But that gives Laredo a unique advantage in that we handle more trade per valuation than all the ports combined from here to Arizona. Uh, you can put all those together and it still doesn't amount of, amount of traffic here. And then just to give you another kind of measuring stick, we do about 70 to $80 billion more in trade than the Port of Houston. Uh, and and that, that's significant. They do a great job in Houston, but they're moving bulk materials. And so the tonnage, they're way ahead. But valuation, uh, you know, Port Laredo is number three uh, port in the country behind LA, which you mentioned, and then the Chicago Hare Airport, which moves a lot of valuable stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is a really good point, Teclo, is, is the valuation of the, or the, of the goods passing back and forth because in the auto supply chain, a lot of those are originally value-added uh, goods uh, that move down and across several times in, in the process of making parts, making cars, as you said. So, um, so those valuations of, of that uh, of that cargo is, is much higher than than bulk commodities, especially that it's more um, more more specialized, right? You have Macaladores, uh, you have Laredo as the gateway to the, the the auto centralized hubs of the auto manufacturing down in Mexico. Uh, what kind of um, sentiment do auto manufacturers have right now when it comes to uh, getting enough parts and keeping uh, the supply chain running very smoothly? Yeah, um, of course, they're challenged, uh, Kevin, and some of the reporting that y'all have done in Freight Waves has covered those issues uh, very well. Uh, but but obviously, uh, you know, there's a shortage of chips in Mexico. Uh, 
Um, there is a shortage of other key parts. Um, however, uh, Mexico continues to, to run their lines uh, and produce vehicles, um, maybe not to uh, where they were before, but, but they still <clears throat> you know, are moving very, in a very robust way to, and, and to grow. And then we continue to hear more announcements from American automakers about their expansions in Mexico like the Ford Mustang, the, the new E-Mustang that's going to get built in, in, in Hermosillo, in Western Mexico, and, and GM's uh, battery billion-dollar battery factory in Monterrey, and, and others who continue to expand in, in Central Mexico. So we know that when those factories you know, come online, that we're going to have to handle that capacity. Um, and so we're, you know, that's why the, these bridge expansions are so important. We just don't see... Um, you know, the, the growth abating anytime soon, uh, especially with um, the re, um, reshoring uh, effort um, that kind of the pandemic woke people up to that. Uh, but that does put a strain on, on today's supply chains, you know, coming from Laredo up to Indianapolis or Memphis or over to Atlanta. I mean, that, uh, or DFW that's begun become a huge uh, distribution center now for, uh, for the country, uh, you know, they, it has to come up from Laredo and in some parts of the valley or, or other ports, not just us, but, but yeah, it's, um, we're, uh, we're continuing to see uh, continued growth. In fact, a friend of mine just sent me our stats for, um, for Laredo's industrial space. And, you know, we're in the, in the 1% vacancy rate area, you know, which is not good. <laughs> I, it, it, it isn't. So, so 1% capacity in, in warehousing distribution. Yeah. Where, where do some of those overflows, do those go up to the San Antonio or down into the Valley? Yeah, um, uh, both, all the above. Eagle Houston, Power. maybe? Uh, yeah, uh, Houston's building space like crazy right now. Uh, the, the Valley's picking up some of that. Um, uh, FAR has grown uh, quite a bit. Eagle Pass has shown uh, growth. Um, you know, and, and we continue to show growth as well. We've got a couple of uh, major uh, projects um, that we're getting close to, uh, to announce that would, that would add, uh, you know, millions of square feet to the Laredo area uh, just so we can handle some of this new traffic. What do you think? Uh, you mentioned it briefly there. Uh, we're talking about the new plants in, in Mexico and a lot of the battery plants, EV. Uh, that is the, um, the next new big technology in, in automotive. And how do you think Laredo is positioned and, and certainly to, to capture the, that growing trend of, of kind of you're kind of changing how the, the auto supply chain works whenever you, you you're introducing the new autonomous and, and electric and alternative fuel vehicles? Yeah, we um, we really do have to um, um, do a better job of, of growing our, our distribution space. And I think we're getting traction on that now. As I mentioned, we have a couple of projects to announce in the near future. But, you know, Fort Worth is talking about, you know, having some big uh, EV uh, company uh, build trucks there. You've got Tesla in Austin, right? Uh, San Antonio uh, has Navistar and they've got Toyota. Um, and then there's there, the EV truck might be done in Austin also with Tesla. So I mean we're we're we stay on top of those issues because we know we have to deal with them here, and as we build more capacity, uh, we, we think we'll be able to handle that. That's why earlier I said I'm reiterating that you know those bridge expansions are of, of, of paramount importance for us because we want to be able to handle that 
and and not cause an extra undue delay or or you know clogging of the supply chain. There's already enough coming across. Adding all those together, because there's no mistaking that Tesla's going to have some of their parts made in Mexico, and and GM's announcement to build that battery plant in Monterrey. I mean, those aren't for Mexican cars. You know, the, the vast majority are from the U.S. So we know, and and they'll be by truck. Um, so we know we have to to work harder to be able to you know um, handle all those uh, all that new um, cargo and capacity. And Kevin, I, I know y'all stay on top of it. I mean, you see that trend, right? We we do see that trend, and you make an excellent point because you hear about all the car manufacturers going to Texas. You know, Tesla, of course. Uh, being the big one, and you know the, the the headline is taxes, right? The tax base, you know, workers. But that is part of nearshoring too, right? You're locating your, your factories, especially in Austin, which is probably what five six hours by 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 road to Monterey, maybe oh, six seven hours. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. very close. Yeah, right? I know it's two from here, and then three mm-hmm. from here to Austin. So yeah, five six hours. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so you're, you're shortening down the fl- supply chain. You know, the tax benefits are great, but but you're really, you're nearshoring back down to Texas to have access to the, the, the plants in Mexico. Uh, talking about uh, nearshoring, what or what have you really seen on the ground to, to make you think that that is accelerating? Nearshoring, coming back to North America uh, to, to manufacture and build plants. Mexico has been very aggressive in their um, uh, economic development recruitment efforts uh, and, you know, on, you know, in the uh, in the east, they've been to their economic development teams have been to China, to Korea, uh, Indonesia, Thailand, you, you name it. Um, and, you know, in recruiting, uh, you know, Mexico as an alternative <clears throat> to the ports in California, um, and so they've been working hard to do. Of course, you know, the you know Korea and, and Japan have had significant presence in Mexico for a very long time with Nissan and. And, and other companies, uh, uh, and Toyota makes a ton of stuff in Mexico. There's nothing new, but they've been really uh, working hard <clears throat> to position themselves as an alternative and uh, to China, which is uh, which is really good. Of course, it adds to uh, you know traffic to the border ports. Um, you know, Guadalajara has really come on strong in the last few years regarding manufacturing. Uh, I mean, there are some days, Kevin, that we receive about seven, maybe even 10 cargo flights a day from Guadalajara into Laredo, uh, mainly carrying auto uh, technology, wiring, parts of all sorts, seats, you name it. And that just wasn't happening two years ago. Um, and, and Guadalajara has really made an effort to do that. And so we, we are seeing quite a bit uh, in terms of increased activity from manufacturers in Mexico to, uh, to um, Laredo, and not just trucks. As I mentioned, the airport is, is another one. Of course, the you, you, um, uh, Union Pacific and, and Casey Southern uh, carry a lot of new cars um, from um, from Mexico as well. So, so Teclo, this is Auto Day, but I want to talk about shift it just a little bit more over to uh, what, what's the next big industry that you're seeing with really high growth rates when it comes to trade between the U.S. and, and Mexico, you know, certainly truckload through the border. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of aerospace coming out of the Querétaro area. Right, and I think you all have reported on that as well. Uh, Querétaro has had has built them, themselves a very nice and a niche uh, uh, on on aerospace, um, and companies like France, or pardon me, countries like France, uh, especially, are involved in that aerospace industry in in um, in Querétaro. 
And uh, we were down recently for a trade visit, a uh, trade mission to Querétaro, and uh, find out that there's there's whole uh, you know uh, French communities in in in, in Querétaro, along with Brazilian communities who you know because Brazilian you know the Embraer and and their um, industry has also a significant presence in, in Querétaro, and we're seeing the result of that. I think France is is our number three trade partner in, in Laredo. Uh, and a lot of that is ba based on aerospace. So we're seeing that, and, and of course we're seeing produce. Produce is um, is really uh, 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 driving through the roof. And and Kevin, closer to your heart, um, I'll say that we've also seen significant gains in in meat imports. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and then also check this out. And we're not even through with the last year, uh, month of the year, but um, uh, tequila imports are up. Uh, almost two billion dollars over last year, uh, which is really incredible. Um, and so, uh, so we're seeing significant gains in other areas. You're right, uh, besides auto. Yeah, I, I guess the tequila, you know, lockdown. You, you have to find something to do, so, so you have tequila. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for for uh, you know stopping by during the Global Supply Chain sure. Week, Checklo, and, and talking. And uh, the next time I'm in Laredo, we're going to go to Palanque Grill. That's right. And it has some agua chili shrimp. That's right. That's your favorite dish, right? I'm ready. Hey, it is. When you want to come down, we're, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you so much. And uh, it, was, it was great discussion, as always. You can see Teclo many times on, on FreightWaves TV uh, in live interviews on FreightWaves now. Uh, but let's uh, you know, stay tuned for all the action coming along today, day four of Global Supply Chain Week, the auto supply chain.